The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of this station or Webster Rock Hill Ministries, its management, or other hosts or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented by KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Well, greetings, listeners in listener land. This is In Tune with Arnold Stricker and the incomparable Mark Langston. We're coming to the end of a month. We have another seven days, but this has been a month in which the EPA has designated as National Radon Action Month. And you might go, well, I've kind of heard of radon. Is it related to radioactivity? The short answer, I, I would say, is yes, although I'm not an engineer, because we do have an engineer in our studio today, and she's going to be talking to us about that. She's a graduate of the Missouri University of Science and Technology with a degree in, get this, Mark, Geological Engineering. Oh, she's a certified general contractor and a licensed professional engineer in four states including Missouri and Illinois. She covers kind of the field of civil engineering, project construction management, large and residential homes, those developments. She's certified by the National Radon Proficiency Program, a member of the American Association of Radon Scientists and Technicians, and is currently the vice president of the Heartland chapter of the American Association of Radon Scientists and Technicians. She is also a certified radon measurement and mitigation technician under the auspices of the Illinois Emergency Management Association. She's on the board of Lung Cancer Connection. Oh, there's oh, a man. connection there, folks. Okay. So get with that because this is Sherry Suma. Hey, Sherry, sure. welcome to Intune. Thank you so much, Arnold. Glad nice. to have you here. Yeah. You know, I went through all of that stuff because some people think radon... Is, what are we talking about? Radar? What are we talking about here? Is this some mysterious gas... And it is kind of a mysterious gas. Tell us a little bit about it. It's actually, yeah, mysterious. They call it the silent killer a lot of times. Radon, you can't see it, you can't taste it, you can't smell it, but it can be present at dangerous levels in your home and really any indoor space that you might live in. Um, it is radioactive. As you said, it's a carcinogen. And it happens to be the leading cause of lung cancer in non-smokers. Oh, my. Say that one again. Say that last part again. Mm-hmm. The leading cause of lung cancer in non-smokers. It actually kills an estimated 21,000 people a year in the United States. Um, it kills more people than drunk driving, drowning, uh, car accidents, home fires combined. So how come we don't hear a lot about this? And I know that's one reason for the National Radon Action Month. And as we talked before we got on the air, you hear about this periodically in the news but most of the time you hear about it when somebody's buying a house or purchasing a house or moving into a development or something like that. Talk a little bit more about those kinds of things, why we why don't hear about it as much. Sure. So something like carbon monoxide you hear about all the time because you usually get affected by carbon monoxide poisoning very quickly. So you might see on the news that a family went to bed at night mm-hmm. and they... They woke up, unfortunately, dead, and it makes the, the headlines. Um, radon is affects you over a longer period of time, and you can equate it to cigarette smoking. So you want to be exposed to the lowest levels of radon over the shortest amount of time in your life. So you're not going to be exposed to radon for a day or two days or a week and be affected with lung cancer. So that's why you don't see or hear as much press about it. Huh. Interesting, interesting. So, you know, when you were at um, what I would call the old Rolla School, uh, Missouri University Science and Technology, 
And your degrees in geological engineering, how does that relate to doing what you're doing today? Because you are, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, part owner of, or owner of St. Louis Radon Test and Mitigation Services. I am. So radon comes from the breakdown of uranium in rocks and soils in the ground. So it's, it's naturally occurring. Mm-hmm. It comes up into your home through openings in the foundation, through cracks. Your home actually acts like a vacuum. With the HVAC system running it and the pressure differential between the soil and the inside of your house, it's mm-hmm. actually pulling soil gases into your home. Interesting. Wow. So is the old adage, is your home too tight, is that good? Is that bad? It can be bad, but with that being said, and that's a great point, any type of home can have has the potential to have a radon problem. So a lot of people think that maybe older homes might have more of a radon problem because they're not as tight. Um, newer homes might have more of a radon problem because they are tighter right. but really every type of home needs to be tested to find out if you have elevated levels of radon and that is the only way to know if you have elevated levels is to test now we're not trying to like freak anybody out here that's not the point the point is to raise awareness mm-hmm. the point is to that you may may want to get a radon test completed uh and that, but that's up to you. So my question is, you talked about carbon monoxide. I know there's carbon monoxide detectors. We have smoke detectors. Is there like a radon detector? There are radon detectors. Really? Oh, wow. okay. There are short-term radon detectors that you place for 48 hours. There's some do-it-yourself kits out there. We actually sell them. You can get them from the Department of Health and Senior Services. Hmm. Um, we also do professional radon testing. We place a continuous monitor hmm. in your home for 48 hours. Um, there are some in-home detection devices that you can buy similar to a carbon monoxide detector that you have running in your home um, all day, every day, just like you would a carbon monoxide detector. And some of those detect radon and other air pollutants in your home. But yeah, like you said, we're not trying to freak anybody out. The great news is radon-induced lung cancer is preventable. And radon testing is easy. Mm-hmm. And if you do find that you have elevated levels of radon, we can install a mitigation system and lower those levels. And we're, and we're going to get into that a, a little bit more. I kind of want to talk about the geological uh, structures of why this stuff happens. My, here's my question. Do certain rock formations or certain soils generate more radon than others? Like if your house is sitting on an old uh, quarry that had been filled in, or you're just maybe in, in a floodplain that had been filled in and built up, or maybe you're, you're way out in the middle of the Kansas prairie uh, versus being up in the Colorado mountains. Is there any specific type of geologic or earth form that's going to give more radon than others? Sure. So if you look at a heat map on where radon is more prevalent Uh in the country, so in the United States in general, one in 15 homes have elevated levels of radon. Um, That number is one in four in St. Louis and the surrounding areas. And even higher in Illinois, it's almost 40%. Really? And so, yeah, like I said, it does come from, from uranium. So soils that have more granite in them or if your house is built on certain types of rock, hmm. um, like limestone, there are more opportunities. We all know hmm. with the building of new subdivisions, though, um, 
you cut and you fill and right. sometimes the fill comes from maybe oh. five miles away right so it could be that your neighbor has elevated levels of radon and you don't mm. so why does granite have more the possibility for more radon than other types of rock because formation. there's uranium in it uranium and it really? comes from the breakdown of uranium okay, okay. so let's talk about because i i really i here's my admission folks I skipped out on chemistry and <laughs> physics in high school. I just took biology. I, I did one credit of science, uh, much to the chagrin of our guest. Uh, and I wasn't really a big fan in eighth grade of uh, physical science class. It was, it wasn't the, it didn't capture my attention as much as some other things did. You were big on shop and PE. Uh, and music. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and music, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. It does, it does. Now it all, it's all comes together, together, right? It's so so I, I kind of went, the, the breakdown, because I was when I was reading about this on the website, the chemical reaction and the breakdown of this is pretty incredible. And it's not something that is like uh, instantly happens over the course of a, a few few years. This is a long period of time, but the release of it and then... I was kind of surprised at how long it lasts when it's airborne. Right. When it's airborne, it lasts three point, the half-life's 3.8 days. So radon that is produced today that's in your home, eh, about a month and a half, that radon won't be there. But there will be other radon in your house because it's constantly uranium. It's constantly off-gassing, which is why a mitigation system, we'll get into that later, but that's why a mitigation system is a, something that's constantly running. Okay. So how does this, how does this break down? Because, you know, I see a solid sl- sl- slab of granite you know when you're driving on the highways you know driving down 44 to Rolla okay you see how they've cut through this granite or limestone and all right so it's it's gassing off it's giving off uranium or what's the translation help help well, it's me giving out. off radon it's giving off mm-hmm. radon okay so how did the radon develop in it the radon well it goes you know just like kind of any chemical reaction it goes from um from uranium to um, radium, to thorium, and then to radon. Okay, so it's over a, a long period of time where mm-hmm. that happens. Right. And it just, as the ground opens up, or it just kind of seeps through things. And what about radon in the water supply? Radon can be in the water supply. And in rural areas, you'll find that it's more important to do testing. So if you have a well, mm-hmm. you should test your well for radon. Mm-hmm. Um, for it to be as... Um, as serious in water, it has to be 10,000 times what it is in the air. Ah, okay. So we do test for radon in water, but not in the county. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you did mention about uh, lung cancer, and it's like secondhand smoke, correct? Or is it, would, would that be an equivalent? No, it would be equivalent to actually smoking cigarettes. Okay. It's worse. But, so if you... To, to give you an idea, so radon is measured in picocuries per liter, and four picocuries per liter is the EPA action level. So that's where the EPA thinks that you should be taking reducing the radon in your homes with a mitigation system. Per liter of air? Right. Okay. Per liter of air. And four picocuries per liter is the equivalent of smoking eight cigarettes a day. So I don't think there's anyone out there that wants to unlo- unknowingly smoke... Eight cigarettes a day, or have their kids smoke eight cigarettes a day. And I do have a handy chart in front of me that says 10 picocuries per liter of air equals one pack of cigarettes per day. Correct. Mm -mm. So you're kind of just, 
you've got the radon mask on. Uh, if you're smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, man, you're just, just twice as much. Right. And, and while we're talking about smoking, too, if you are a smoker right. and you live in a house with elevated levels of radon, that increases your chance of lung cancer by 10 times. Oh, my. Sheesh. So a lot of people think, well, I smoke. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about radon. Right. You actually should be even more, more concerned. concerned. So I'm going to read this. The potential risk of getting lung cancer from prolonged radon exposure to four picocuries per liter is approximately seven in 1,000. And you would ask yourself, am I one of the seven? Right. And according to my luck, I would be. Oh, my. You know? Yeah. That's the way my luck works. That's another, that's kind of a joke for the end of the show. All right, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But the, I guess, higher, and I'm just reading this from, this from the EPA, higher levels and longer duration of exposure increase your risk accordingly to the increase in concentration and amount of time exposed. As a smoker, your risk of lung cancer is estimated to be 10 times higher than that of a non-smoker when exposed to similar concentrations of radar. Is that because your lungs have been... They're already compromised. They're already right, damaged. Right, right. Okay. All right. And radon carries 1,000 times the risk of death as any other EPA carcinogen. That's incredible. It is incredible. It is the biggest environmental risk that a person faces in their life. And it can be in your ho- own home, your own workspace, your own school. Oh, my. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how it gets in again. I know we kind of, we, we did talk about through, you know, cracks in the basement and things like that. Let's, uh, I'm just going to th- throw some things out to you after a while. But let's let's talk about a home, a general home that's maybe, oh, let's say anywhere from 30, 40, 40 to 100 years old, where can people expect radon to infiltrate? Well, it's it's kind of an interesting question. So any kind of crack, any kind of opening, um, if there's drain tile, if there's a sump, if so, if there is a if there's a concrete foundation, for instance, and that concrete is compromised somewhere in some way, um, let's say there is a rough in for a bathroom that's not finished. Uh-huh. There's a lot of places that it can get in, but just sealing up those areas won't necessarily reduce your radon levels enough. Gotcha. Does this uh, kind of come through? How thick does something have to be? Can it, like if you have a, a like a concrete uh, or a wooden board, can it, can it transmit itself through those things or is it just cracks? No, it, it's it's really any kind of cracks and openings. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much. Mm-hmm. So we really don't like to focus on so much how it's getting into your house. Okay. Because the 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 fix is a mitigation system. Now, along with us installing a mitigation system, which is a piping system, we mm-hmm. core drill a hole in your foundation. It doesn't matter if it's on a slab or if you have a basement. We excavate some material from underneath the slab to create airflow. And then that pipe goes to the outside of your house. We put an inline fan on it. And basically, we're creating more vacuum than your house is. So we're pulling that gas from underneath your slab and venting it to the outside before it ever gets into your house. Hmm. Creating a, like, like a positive pressure to the right. outside. Now, we will seal some of the cracks in your basement that we think are contributing to the problem to get the 
levels of radon reduced as much as we can. If there is a sump, we will also seal that to make the system more efficient and to prevent um, conditioned air from being pulled underneath the slab. Okay, so we shouldn't have to worry, like if I have a new house, I shouldn't have to worry about that, right? Because all of these things should be taken care of. Now, I have a house that's over 100 years old, and we have those stone foundation, you know, the big rocks. that, yeah. they, And so, and I, I would tell you, it's just pouring in <laughs> from all sides. I don't, I don't know how I would ever stop uh, any of that type of... Uh, radon from getting into our house we can stop it can you we can <laughs> okay, right. so get you, over <laughs> you there don't right have now. to worry about stopping right. it we will yeah but 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 back to uh and, and, and that's a good point new houses old houses if you have a slab on grade if you have a walkout it doesn't matter every house needs to be tested every house has the potential to have a radon problem new construction is no different radon builds up in a house um, within 24 hours of the house being enclosed. Mm. And uh. you can install a radon mitigation system, of course, as part of the new construction, but there are very few builders in the St. Louis area that do that. It sounds to me like that's what you need to do. Like maybe you don't have radon today, but you're going to have it maybe in you know 10 years from now. It's inevitable. Is that right? It's not inevitable. There will be houses that never have elevated levels of radon. It just depends what your house yeah. is built on. Okay. Can and does it also depend upon the airflow that's going on in your house? It might, does. That might move that radon out? It does. And that's kind of a good point, too. Not only should you test for radon, but you should test for radon every couple of years. And that's even if you have a mitigation system, because things can mm. change. Um there can be new openings in your house. Let's say there was blasting going on behind your house. Mm-hmm. Um, if you installed a sump, if you installed drain tile in your house, that could change things. Mm-hmm. If you um, if you changed your HVAC in some kind of a major way, and now your house is pulling air differently. Uh-huh. We've been talking to Sherry Suma from the St. Louis Radon Test and Mitigation company. She's a professional engineer and partner in that company. We've been talking about radon, the colorless, odorless, naturally occurring radioactive gas that's produced by the breakdown of uranium in the Earth's crust. And we've we've talked about how the, I love the word, it's a new word for me, picocuries? Picocuries per liter. uh, Per Mm -hmm. liter. Four picocuries per liter of air, at which point uh, the EPA says, yeah, that's probably... Uh, as much as you should be getting daily of radon, and that's comparable, folks, to smoking eight cigarettes per day. Well, you know, I don't smoke, so um, I never have smoked. But when you when you start talking about something that you can't see or smell, uh, and it still can impact you the same way, that's something to kind of take note of. And not to blow off and not to raise, like, the red flag of alarm concern, you know, danger, danger, Will Robinson. You know, we're not going right. to have the the robot from Lost in Space go crazy. But I think it's just being uh, smart about where you're living and and being thoughtful about, if you, especially if you have smaller children, uh, maybe if you have elderly people who are living in the house, or maybe if you suffer from some kind of uh, emphysema or some uh, asthma, it might be exacerbating oh, yeah. some of those things. So mm-hmm. some things to take into consideration. And we're going to continue our conversation after the break. We're going to talk more about the mitigation factors because some things I think might be a little easier and some things might be a little more complex. 
I know Sherry talked about the um, mitigation system where they're they're digging down and they're putting like an air pump in, you know, piping and and moving those things around. And I want to get into some of the testing because you can get these home kits or you can have uh, St. Louis radon test and mitigation do some testing. Uh, and there's the where the places to test are. And I, th- I think you would just, you know, maybe plop it in the basement, but that's not the case. And I want to talk about some of these older homes who maybe have some dirt crawl space areas and, and how to deal with that. So those are some things we'll talk about after the break. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of Intune. You're listening to KWRH 92.9 FM, your community radio station in Webster Groves, Missouri. And we welcome you back to Intune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. We've been talking to Sherry Suma from St. Louis Radon Test and Mitigation. And Sherry, off the air, we were kind of talking about uh, a variety of things. One, you know, I, I wanted to bring up, you know, you have done a lot of things related to civil engineering and obviously radon testing and mitigation, but you also are a certified general contractor. When did you get that background? I got that background about eight years ago. I was running a company called Naples Dock and Marine for Fred Weber Construction. And in Florida, you have to be a licensed general contractor in order to perform that sort of, sort of work. Okay. But, you know, of course, I went to RALA right. um, back in the day that was just called RALA. And my degrees in geological engineering, when I graduated, um, my first job ended up being in civil engineering. So I started out as a civil engineer. I designed residential subdivisions. Wow. Um, Actually, some master plan communities. I moved to Colorado after graduation. And in Colorado, the company that I worked for owned 10,000 consecutive acres. So we were building master plan communities. And... After doing design work for about five years, I got my professional engineer's license and started working in construction management. I I moved back to St. Louis. I'm from St. Louis. My family's here. My sisters were having babies. And I went to work for McBride Homes as Uh a land development project manager. Okay, okay. Hmm. And then after after kind of the market crash and they stopped developing lots themselves, I went to work for Fred Weber Construction, okay. and I was a project manager there. Okay. Wow. Man, they, they know about moving rock. They do. They yeah. know about building highways. They, yeah. They are like the highway builder of the world, in right. my opinion. Yeah. They are. They're crazy. Yeah. So the let's go back to old homes, new homes. We kind of talked about how radon uh, moves into a residence. But then just having it there, in other words, off the air we were talking, some people think I can shut the door to my basement and I'm radon protected. And we were discussing how, you know, it will, even though it's heavier, a heavy gas, it will still migrate to floors above. So when you're doing testing, where specifically should somebody test? Because I can think of somebody who's going to go to one, maybe one of the big box stores or go to the EPA site, or maybe you go to your website, which is stlradon.com and say, Hey, I'd like to get one of those kits and maybe I need to, uh, I'll put that in my basement or I'll put that in my top floor. Talk to people about how that whole process works. How, how many square feet are we talking about? Do they need per kit? Where should they put it? Et cetera, like that. I'm glad you bring that up. I'm always kind of conflicted when I recommend do-it-yourself kits. Okay. 
because if you don't place, they're, they're accurate if you place them correctly, but so many people don't read directions, right? Mm-hmm. There's not directions with a lot of things you buy now. Yeah. Um, and if you don't place it right, you're not going to get valid, accurate results. Mm-hmm. So the best place to to put a radon testing device is in the lowest livable area of your home. So if, if it's not in a real estate transaction, if you're going to be in your basement, if you're going to be in your basement working out, your office is there, your kids are playing video games, that's where the radon testing device should go, um, at least initially, because mm-hmm. that's where the radon levels are going to be the highest. And it should be placed about 20 inches off the floor, there shouldn't be a humidifier on. It shouldn't be in the way of a vent. It shouldn't be, it should be within certain amount of feet from a door or a window. Hmm. There's a lot to the placement of a radon test. And then there should be one test per every 2,000 square foot of, of footprint of your house. So that would be like in a, in a ranch, for instance. Um, and then a radon testing device should also be placed in above a crawl space if there's a crawl space so some houses especially in webster you know there's a crawl space and a basement and there might be a room addition anytime there's a different type of foundation you need another radon test so above a um in a room addition above a crawl space and in a basement okay so if i'm only going down into the basement maybe to do laundry do is that the most is that like a quote-unquote livable space or like if that's the only time I go down there. Sure. If you're if you're living in the home, like I said, you're doing this outside of a real estate transaction. It's kind of whatever you're comfortable with. So mm-hmm. if you're not going in the basement that often, once a week to do, you know, for 15 minutes, then you can start with placing it upstairs. You can start with placing it in your family room and, and see what those levels are and make your decision based on that. Okay. But mainly, it's it's mainly done in basements because that's where there's there's enough activity that would warrant it being placed. Right. And you can always start with your basement as well. If you start right. with your basement and your basement's, let's say, 20 pico curies per liter, it's likely going to be 13 upstairs. Mm-hmm. If you gotcha. start with your basement and it's two, chances are upstairs is going to be lower. So, you know, there's no harm in doing more than one test. We also sell, like I said, we sell consumer tests that. Um, you have with you all the time. A lot of them are smart. You get the results on your phone, and then you can test. That's one advantage of wow. buying those types of testing devices, and we sell those on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could test downstairs, and then you can test upstairs, then you can test above the crawl space. And after so much time of testing, you can also give it to your kids or your, you know. Right, right. Now, what's interesting about the, you know, when we were talking about that, I was thinking how many times when families enlarge that somebody wants to go live in the basement or have their bedroom in the basement Mm -hmm. or that's because you know we're not big enough or you know you can have your you can have the whole basement now right and uh, it sounds like a good deal but the potential for uh, that person who's living there might be uh, greater as far as having some radon issues or being exposed to more radon than it would be if they were living upstairs, correct? True. And so parents really need to think about that and maybe need to, okay, before we go doing this um, room addition downstairs or, you know, doing the man cave or having the workout area that's just like, uh, you know, the unbelievable workout room where people want to buy memberships, that you need to get this radon tested. 
Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And, you know, kids are more affected by radon than adults because their respiratory rates are higher and they're lower to the ground. And that same goes for pets. Hmm. And I've had several customers call because their dog was diagnosed with lung cancer. I'll be darned. Wow. Never, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's very uncommon for, for animals. All right. So we, we did discuss in the first half hour about new construction. And uh, I had not brought up this point uh, on or off the air because we had talked about how contractors, some contractors will bring this up in a conversation with a, build, a building uh, owner. And how many architects actually are aware or have an awareness of this and then really make it a point in their plans or when they are working with a client to discuss the severity of this? I would say very few unless they're directed by the home builder okay. or the buyer. So that's usually where it originates. It, like with a custom home, uh-huh. the buyer is concerned about radon, they're aware of radon, and they ask the builder to install it as part of the construction. And when we do that, we can install it behind the walls and you won't see it. Yeah. And we can install it through the attic. Mm-hmm. And then there's just a penetration on the roof. It looks like a plumbing stack, essentially. Mm-hmm. So when when you go to build in a new build, they would be, how would, what's the difference in the foundation and the rock and things, what, what they're doing with the mitigation system? The mitigation system in a, in a new build versus like if we put a mitigation system in, in an, an old home, right. there's, there's really no difference. Okay, okay. So you don't do anything with rock or uh, vapor barriers or anything like that? No, vapor barrier only comes in place, and that's a, a good point, too, if we're dealing with a crawl space. Okay. Okay. So if you've got, like, a porch area that maybe has um, mm. it's dirt underneath and you're living on top of that sucker, like a, like a lot of the sleeping porches in Webster, right. and you want to get some uh, vapor barriers placed down there or some what I call TPO roof com- roofing. Uh-huh. Put down to prevent the uh, all the gassing and the mold and the moisture from coming up and sealing that off. Is that that's kind of how you handle that, right? Yes, we can do that too. Okay, and you know that talking about mold and other gases and everything, that's another advantage of having a radon mitigation system. It also pulls about a gallon of moisture from underneath your slab every day. Wow! So it can reduce odors in your basement. It can reduce mold in your basement. Um, in some houses, depending where you live, you, there might be other soil gases. You don't really know what's lurking under your foundation, right. depending where you live. Right. Get rid of that musty smell. Yeah, yeah. That that whole crawl space is fascinating to me because there's a lot of dirt there. Right. So it's, it's all exposed be, earth. Yeah. And your house is right about so it. So when you mitigate that, you just put the pipes right there. On the, we on. put the we put the pipe there, and then we put the vapor barrier over the pipe. Over the pipe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. I'm still amazed that it's not a required test uh, of building permits or whatever in a city. And uh, in when, some states, yeah. In some states it is, but Missouri's kind of behind the times on that. The only In Missouri, the only thing that requires us to do radon testing or radon mitigation is HUD, any kind of a HUD loan. Uh-huh. So we mitigate and we test for several apartment buildings, um, nursing homes, mm-hmm. uh, condominium complexes. As soon as the financing switches over to HUD, uh-huh. they require it or also HUD, new construction for HUD. But that's the only time right now where it is absolutely a requirement to test or mitigate. So let's talk about you know hospitals. 
you know they usually have basements and you know these places are they're massive you know i think about barnes uh, the BJC complex down there on King's Highway, massive complex. How how would you test for something like that? You you place units down in in the you know pipe areas down there uh, in the in the basement areas, or how, how do you do that? Well, the testing is more complex for large buildings like that, mm-hmm. and typically uh, you test a hundred percent of the um, rooms in the basement. Um, it, it depends, though. Like, you don't test every room. You don't test bathrooms. You don't test utility closets. But um, you test 100% on the ground floor, and then you test 10% on the second floor, 10% on the third floor, and then it's like one test for every floor above that. But the testing gets different for schools and in large buildings. It's it's way more complex, and you're, you do need to be certified to do testing and mitigation in large buildings, which we are. Are those um, when we talk about these testing units? What do they What do they look like? How big are they? Are they like a like a bigger than a phone? Are they bigger than a laptop computer? Or what size are we talking about? Well, the continuous monitors, the electronic monitors that we use, are about ten inches wide by four or five inches deep by four or five inches tall, and they're electronic. We plug them into the wall. They have backup batteries. We can adjust them. So sometimes for new construction, we will put them on a delay Mm -hmm. because we haven't really talked about this. But when you're testing for radon and another reason why sometimes I don't like to recommend do it yourself kits is it should be you should be testing in what we call closed house conditions. So that means you shouldn't have any doors or windows standing open. And then some of the other requirements I said, or the tests won't be valid. We're trying to replicate how you live in your house every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so this is this was a new term too, besides the, I gotta get this in, uh, Pico Curies? Pico Curies. Pico Curies, that was a new word I learned. Did you know about Pico Curies there? No. No. Well, I, I know about the Pico uh, prefix. That's a billionth, right? I believe so. I think I think <laughs> that's what that is. It's a billionth curiosity. There's micro, which is uh, I, I'm not, yeah. There's micro. All those nano, micro, Pico. Those are all really small fractions of uh, something. Okay, so a Pico curious, but then a manometer, right? Right. And when I first saw this, I was like a manometer. A manometer, right? Yeah, M A N O M E T E R S, manometers. Right, but it's a manometer. Right, you're so, not the only one to pronounce it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's a manometer? A manometer is a gauge, and it measures the suction in the pipe. So a lot of people, and I'm glad we're talking about this. So it has liquid in it. It's uh-huh. just liquid. There's nothing special in it, and. If the gauge, if the liquid in the gauge is uneven, it means the fan, the radon fan is pulling up and the radon fan is working. And that's the reason, well, we put them on there for some other technical reasons that we can measure, you know, we know how much suction is being pulled. But as a homeowner, if you have a radon mitigation system and you, ha- and you should have a manometer in, in, on the pipe, in the pipe that would either be in your garage or in your basement, and you just want to glance at it, at, you know, once a month maybe, uh-huh. and make sure the liquid level in that manometer is uneven, if it's even, give us a call. We can change out the fan. Um, a common misconception about those manometers is that they are reading radon levels. Hmm. 
and they are not reading radon levels. In fact, if you look at the gauge, the numbers don't even go up that high. I think maybe four, but okay. you're really not going to look at a manometer too often and see the number above two. So, folks, this is National Radon Action Month, and we've been talking to Sherry Suma from St. Louis Radon Test and Mitigation, and she's been doing this for more than a dozen years, correct? Right. We've been in business for 12 years. Okay. So it's it's not like um, she just got on the bandwagon because she's been doing this. I've been, I'm sure she's been thinking about this since she graduated from <laughs> science and technology. <laughs> Rala. Right. Because it... This is something that we all need to pay attention to. It's a class A carcinogen and 21,000 lung cancer deaths per year based Man. upon radon, which is unbelievable. Uh, if uh, normal uh, picocuries per liter of air is four, and that's equivalent, that's what you, EPA says you should be uh, acceptable levels, and that's like smoking eight cigarettes a day. And, and that's acceptable. Eight cigarettes a day is acceptable? Is that what they're saying? That's what they're saying. Okay, I'm just saying, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Of course, when we install a mitigation system, we try to reduce the levels as low as we can. And that's what a real, in a real estate transaction, Mm -hmm. they use the number four. Uh And and really the EPA just, they had to draw a line in the sand somewhere. Somewhere. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. I understand that. I I looked it up and a Pico is a trillionth. A trillion. So uh, one to the, to the minus 12 power, uh, 10 to the, to, to the power of minus 12. That's a trillionth. A nano is a billionth. A micro is a millionth. A milla is a thousandth. A centi is a hundredth. These are metric uh, uh, metric pref- SI prefix. We, we all know those in the United States very well. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're a little behind <laughs> on the metric system here. We'll have we're a, experts at those. We'll have a test on this next hour. <laughs> but then they, they go all the way down to the septillionth. I mean, there's, yeah, there's yeah, my head's spinning now. newer ones that have been adopted as recently does. as 1991. So, oh, yeah. golly. That, you know, I think about the guy who's got a... Uh, automotive shop or these oh. guys that work at like a muffler place or something or you know any place where there's an outdoor like even your outdoor garage would have the possibility of having radon in it correct right on right or, or other soil gases like you bring that up underneath your house yeah so sometimes we install radon mitigation systems not to reduce radon but to reduce VOCs. So like we've installed That's radon. volatile organic compounds. Right. I do know that one. Not a new word based, for you. I'm based, like, based upon, I'm based upon that something that I, I actually do to make money. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes dry cleaners, we've installed systems right. in several dry cleaners around town. Wow. Um, it's kind of, we don't want it to be depressing, folks. I'm going to wear is, a mask and, and it's, all the time. informational. <laughs> yeah, it's informational. Shouldn't be de- it shouldn't yeah, be depressing. Right. I mean, this is one form of cancer, of lung cancer, There's you know, right. that is preventable. Right, right. Testing's easy. It's inexpensive for something that can save your life. A radon mitigation system is one of the least expensive repairs you can make in a home. So I, I've been living in my house 35 years, and I've never done it. And I've, I've had this radon forever. I should still do it. <laughs> of course. That's like, and you know, a lot of people say that. I've lived in my house. I, have, I don't have lung cancer yeah. yet. But that's like saying there's no point in stopping smoking. Right. As soon as you stop smoking, it, revert, it starts to reverse a little right. bit. Right. Yeah. So, and your lungs start recovering. Right. So even if you haven't done it for 35 years, you should, I think you should. You should, should still do it. Yeah. And even for those maybe non-believers, 
when you go to sell your home, more than likely the buyer is going to be testing for radon. And since it's a health concern, mm-hmm. almost always the seller is the one that pays for the mitigation system. Yep. So you may as well be testing installing the system if you need it and benefiting from the good indoor air quality. You know, the EPA, the EPA says that the air indoor air quality in our home is five times worse than the air quality outside. I'm so That's crazy. I'm going to be out in the backyard tonight. Yeah. He's going to sleep with the windows open. Tonight. <laughs> you need to move south. You know, you sleep with the window open. And, uh, when I open and the window open, you always feel better in the morning. You know, yeah, one eye open. Right? I know. So, Sherry, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you about uh, getting some testing done, or getting more information, or maybe even getting some mitigation, what do they do? They can give us a call at six three six two hundred two eight seven five, or they can go to our website, which is stlradon.com. Of course, they can call us to schedule a test or on the website in the top right corner, there's a tab that says schedule a test or get a quote for mitigation. And our quotes are free. Okay. You also have a Facebook page and people can go there for those of you who uh, like the Facebook situation. But that's uh, 636-200-2875 and stlradon.com. Sherry, we thank you very much. Anything that uh, closing thoughts on on radon and awareness, uh, since this is Radon Awareness Month from the EPA, things we should remember uh, to think about other than, yeah, we need to get our places tested, or maybe we need to get the mitigation done. Anything you want to offer for us? I think we've covered it all. Just, uh, just to re- reiterate, testing is the only way to know if you have elevated levels of radon and you should be testing every couple years. Okay. It's preventable. There's there's nothing to be to be scared about. Okay. Just uh, be aware. Make mm-hmm. sure your kids are safe and your family safe. Mm-hmm. Be the, aware. Don't be scared. And the mitigation cost. It's not that. It's not like buying a car. No, a typical radon mitigation system is between seven hundred and eighty-five dollars and a thousand dollars. Oh, that's not bad yeah. at all. Small. I know. I know. For some people, go. What? What are you talking about? No, it's a small price to pay. I would say for not smoking eight cigarettes a day. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know yeah. when you don't smoke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to be the person that calls me because they have lung cancer. Mm. Right. You don't want to be and, one of those twenty-one thousand. Right. It's too late. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I'm very going much. home and I'm looking at my inspection. The inspection report for the house that I sold that I lived in for fifteen years just to see what that uh, number is. Oh, so you got it done when you. We, we had the radon testing, I think, when we moved in and when we moved out, because it is required in the state of New York. And uh, so so I, I just didn't know what those numbers meant until now. Okay. You know, when the, they say the the eight, you know, is it eight is like acceptable level, whatever, Pico Curies, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew Pico and I knew Marie Curie, who, who was the other <laughs> part of that. Did I Pico your curiosity? Oh, Pico is my curiosity. <laughs> That's, you're so good at it. That's why, you know, you have a hit show on our radio. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've Picoed the curiosity of everybody. Now, Sherry, thanks for coming on today. We Thank appreciate you. it very much. Yes. So, folks, don't forget stlradon.com, 636-200-2875.